We are all broken and in need of restoration. St. Paul said, we require a healer, a mediator. And there is one mediator, he said, we have him. One mediator between a holy God and fallen, broken, imperfect, sinful people. That is Jesus Christ, who offered himself as a sacrifice for us. You're listening to the Weekly Sermon Podcast for Bethany Lutheran Church in Long Beach, California. If this is your first time at Bethany, your first time in a long time, uh, if you are returning uh, or if you are visiting, we're so glad that you are here today. I do realize as a preacher that sometimes it's difficult to come into the end of a series. And for about the last two months, we've been working through St. Paul's letters to a young pastor named Timothy. There are two letters in the Bible, first and second Timothy. Additionally, we've been talking about what it is to be a gathered, connected, and sent people. And so today is kind of the conclusion of all that, but I think it works out great, even if you've not experienced any of that, because St. Paul sets it up that way at the end of this text. Most of you have probably heard of the term a deathbed confession, correct? Someone at the end of life admitting what they have done, generally not as a way to say, look what I got away with, but to unburden themselves so that the last thing they might hear are some words of mercy and grace. St. Paul, in the last thing he writes, at least the last uh, canonical scripture, maybe after this, St. Paul, you know, wrote a shopping list, Chianti with the Caprizi, please. Uh, Maybe asked one of his friends, not so much starch in the toga. Um, Maybe he did a little graffiti on the prison cell. Nero is a zero. But this, most Bible scholars say, is the last thing Paul ever wrote. And the last thing he wants to come out of his pen is a deathbed absolution before it's even sought, before it's asked for. Paul wants to make sure that the one thing he gives is the greatest thing he possesses that the one thing he bestows is the most wonderful thing he has received. The grace and mercy, forgiveness and love, honor and wonder that is Jesus. And so he says to those who opposed him or to those who abandoned him, I pray that it is not held against them. It's a deathbed absolution. Now, Paul had seen Jesus face to face on the road to Damascus. If you're not familiar with that story, it's in the biblical book of Acts. You can read it later today. If you don't have a Bible, just take one out of the pew, take it home with you so you have one. Uh, And you can read that account, how Jesus, the risen Jesus, the ascended Jesus, appeared to a man named Saul That was the name Paul used to go by when he persecuted Christians. When he was out arresting them, dragging them off to prison, some of them being martyred along the way, Jesus appeared to him, gathered him to himself in grace. 
connected him to the community of faith and then sent him out. That's actually what the word apostle means, one who was sent out. And Paul was sent out to be the apostle to the Gentiles. And this man who had been sent out was coming to the end of his journey. He was getting ready to die. He knew his time was drawing near. And so right before the words that you heard read earlier at the end of 2 Timothy, he said these, the words you heard uh, Mr. Carl say earlier. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. And now there is a prize for me. Is how one translation puts it. There is a prize for me. Kind of captured my attention when I looked in that translation because, you know, prize, uh, generally uh, in my thinking, goes to one who has earned it or deserved it. And what Paul is calling the prize is heaven itself. Now a prize awaits me. Generally, that's how I think a prize. Something you earn, something you deserve. About six months ago, I was preaching and I believe I used some angel and dodger analogies. And for about the last six months, my dodger friends, you've had your chin up high. And my angel friends like myself have had our heads hanging pretty low. Most of you have been mostly nice all season long. And so it is not my turn to gloat today. <laughs> Just to say, I, I feel your pain. We all stand equally in the same place, right? Because only one team really wins the prize that is the commissioner's trophy at the end of the fall classic. Only the winning team. That's how prizes work. But maybe not in this case or this context. In fact, is Paul saying that he won the prize because of his performance on the mission field? I'll answer my own question. The answer is no. How do I know that? St. Paul told me it. He told you it too if you've been reading in his letters to young Timothy. In fact, he began the first letter saying that God planned before the creation of the world to send his son to redeem the world. Now what that means is this, if God had determined before the creation of the world to send his son on a redemption mission, he knew even before we sinned that we would need to be one day redeemed. We weren't gonna accomplish this ourselves. So Paul can't be saying, since he already wrote these words, that he earned or deserved the prize. As a matter of fact, as Paul was talking about this, he said, Christ Jesus came into the world to save good people. No, no, that isn't what he said, was it? He said, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am worst. If St. Paul was saying he was the worst of sinners, could he possibly be saying that he beat out all the other sinners to win the prize? No. Absolutely not. 
God came to save sinners. God came to save. Now, it is true, quick side note, I realize that that's kind of a weird passage when Paul says he's the worst of sinners because, you know, from a human perspective, uh, it is true, right, that some people might be more problematic than others. Our neighbors in our house on both sides um, have to at times deal with very loud noises coming from our kitchen table when we are dealing cards. And one of us, I'm told that's me, one of us when he gets a cruddy hand like four or five or six times in a row, gets a little noisy, (laughs) begins to lose it, melts down. I kind of think I actually act with great decorum, but not everyone says that's the case. And our neighbor's got to deal with some noise after some cards have been dealt. But we can all admit, right, that if different things were being dealt from our home, that could even be more problematic, right? Some neighbors are more problematic than others. Some people may be more difficult than the rest. But from God's vantage point, we all stand on equal ground in absolute need of grace and mercy because all of us equally are guilty of sin and all of us equally have shamefully fallen from grace. Those are words St. Paul writes when he's writing to a church in Rome. That's the city where he is now imprisoned as he writes these letters to young Timothy. Sin is not relegated to certain people who live in certain zip codes and have certain affiliations. Disobedience is everywhere. And it's inside everyone, including you, including me. We are all broken and in need of restoration. St. Paul said, we require a healer, a mediator. He wrote that in the beginning of this second letter. And there is one mediator, he said. We have him. One mediator between a holy God and fallen, broken, imperfect, sinful people. That is Jesus Christ, who offered himself as a sacrifice for us, including our noisy, annoying neighbors. We have all been set free in him. We have all been granted grace and mercy through faith in that one offering, Jesus Christ. And so as Paul is finishing up his letter, getting to this point that none of us can earn the prize, but all of us can receive it equally in Jesus, he says, now what do you do with it? Now what do you do with it? Well, he says, just like him. You've seen Jesus. Maybe not face to face on the road, but you have seen Jesus, have you not? You have seen him come to you in strength when you were weak. You have seen him in brothers and sister Christians who come in times to bring you comfort during loss, to bring you provision when you are in need. You get to see him right here today at his table, 
through bread and through wine, when he comes with grace that is greater than any of your guilt. You have seen him in three splashes of water at a baptismal font. When he bestows the greatest honor anyone can have, the name beloved child of God. You have seen that Lord Jesus. And before you see him face to face in heaven, St. Paul simply says, as the gathered, connected, sent people of God, keep the faith. Fight the good fight. Finish the race so that others might receive that which you have through your words and your deeds, through your actions and your declarations before they even ask the prize that is yours in Jesus and that is Jesus. In whose name we pray, if you'll join me. Dear Lord Jesus, we give you thanks and praise that we have received the prize that is you, purely out of your grace, purely out of your mercy. And we pray that you would send us your spirit anew, that we might fight the good fight, finish the race, keep the faith, till we who have seen you here in work and in deed and in mercy see you finally face to face. Amen. Thank you for listening today. A video archive of our online worship services, including today's message, can be found on our YouTube channel and at www.bethanylutheran.org. Links for both of these are in the show notes. If you would like to support this podcast or the ministry of Bethany Lutheran Church in Long Beach, California, you can text the word GIVE to 562-210-0463. That's GIVE, G-I-V-E, to 562-210-0463. We pray that you have a wonderful and blessed week.